You're listening to the Tooth Sleuth Podcast. Hosted by Greg Essenmacher. Welcome to the Tooth Sleuth Podcast, all about the business of dentistry. I'm Greg Essenmacher, your host. Although I'm not a dentist, I've been known to play one over your favorite listening devices. On today's episode, I'm excited to welcome Dr. Hisham Barakat. Dr. Barakat is the Chief Clinical Officer and a partner at Guardian Dentistry, a DPN with over 100 offices across 12 states in the U.S., Dr. Barraquette is a diplomat of the American Board of Oral Implantology and fellow of the AAID. He maintains his private practice in Vienna, Virginia, and Dr. Barraquette supports over 60 partners at GDP and enjoys mentoring the associate doctors across Guardian's network. During his free time, he spends his time traveling, scuba diving, and jogging. So please... Help me to welcome Dr. Barraquette. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for inviting me, Greg. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I, I am too. So that's the brief bio. I, for anyone who doesn't know, you can go on uh, Guardian Dentistry Partners website and you can see the full version of Dr. Barraquette's very impressive and extensive bio. So tell the listening audience, because I'm sure they want to know, your journey is fairly unique. So you actually learned about dentistry and you started in Alexandria, Egypt, correct? And then came to the US. Tell us a little bit about that journey, if you wouldn't mind. Absolutely. So I think I learned about dentistry when I was uh, when I was four years old both my parents are periodontists so I, I don't know if it's in the blood or they fed me something as I was growing over the years but I knew uh, since I was five years old that I wanted to become a dentist um, so yes I, I uh, was born um, in Alexandria Egypt uh, we traveled um, as young kids with my parents, as they studied in the US, as they went and we lived in the UAE uh, for a few years. But uh, I finished my de- dental degree in Alexand- at Alexandria University uh, in Egypt, came to the US and um, went to um, complete my postdoctoral education. So I, I went to LSU and uh, did a one year AAGD. Uh, finished that. Um, it was very, 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 uh, you know, helpful for a foreign trained dentist to come and kind of get used to the differences in between the systems uh, between the US and Egypt, in my example. Mm-hmm. Then I did a two year uh, GPR residency at LSU. And during that time, this was more hospital based. I, I knew that I'm um, passionate about doing, um, you know, more uh, involved surgical procedures dealing with more uh, medically compromised patients as we did the rotations at during that uh, residency at, at the GPR, the two, the two years of the GPR, um, I knew that I wanted to specialize. And coming from a family of periodontists, that was the national, uh, the natural progression of, of how I, I evolved. And uh, basically what happened then was, um, you know, I applied to a perio program and I got accepted in it. And two months before I started my program, um, I decided to go and, you know, pursue my general dentistry career uh, with a group practice. But that was a very long answer to your question, but just <laughs> a little bit of a 
quick background on how how that evolved. No, it's great hearing about somebody's journey. I can totally understand about the DNA that individuals have, uh, you know, from their lineage with their family. I know from my family, a lot of our listening audience will know I come from a big family. I'm the youngest of six and five out of the six of us really are service minded and have been, whether it's sales, sales management, and most of us travel, uh, are on the road, you know, being of service in whatever vertical, you know, mine happens to be in the dental industry. Um, others are in different industries. So, so I get that, you know, from a very young age, it it seems like it is in the DNA and, you know, I I do want to hit on something. So you talked about, you know, the two-year GPR that you did and when you did it, it was very much hospital-based. So tell me in in your experience really about the evolution of dentistry that you've seen over the years, because GPR programs now, they vary quite a bit. So what are some of the changes that you've seen over the years, maybe specifically with some of the GPR programs you've seen? Um, I know from my perspective that kind of the manufacturer consultant side, we've seen it more, uh, you know, where general dentists can go to get some in-depth implant training. That's the major focus that we see. So what have you seen over the course of the time that you've been in dentistry here in the U.S.? This is a fantastic question. So basically, um, the AAGD is more university-based, and it's a one one year of advanced education in general dentistry. The GPR varies and differs a lot from um, the AAGD. So the general practice residency is always hospital-based. Uh, some programs are one year, some programs are two years. Back when I did it in uh, 2001, um, it was, uh, we, we shared the clinic with the general, uh, with the oral surgery residents at the hospital. So we were, you know, shoulder to shoulder with them. So we had a great relationship and that really added a lot of value to how we were trained. We were partnering together on a lot of um, cases, more complex cases than what I've heard happened at other GPR residencies. Uh, sedation cases were all sedation certified. We did a lot of cases under uh, full sedation uh, in the OR, general anesthesia. And um, the best part of the residency was what I've learned about implants, because we having the oral surgery uh, residents in the same clinic, we were actually teaming up and they were inviting us to do some cases with them uh, from block bone grafts to sinus lifts to placing implants to dealing with complications. So that was a huge advantage um, to that specific program. But also this was in New Orleans, uh, Louisiana and um it was one of uh, it was a level one trauma center, so we saw a lot of trauma cases, uh, gunshot wounds, very involved cases. So it gave you that training and that exposure to deal with any situation uh, when you go to private practice. Very lucky to be there. I think it was um, one of the best, uh, two of the best years of my life, um, it, being exposed to things I never thought I would be exposed to, but it gave us. Um, us, I mean, myself and my colleagues at the time, um, a lot of confidence to go back to private practice uh, with a little more confidence than where we started. Again, you don't know what you don't know. So you think you finish dental school and you ready to roll and then you learn about as you do advanced standings or advanced um, educational programs or residencies, you realize that there's a lot that we didn't know. <laughs> and then you do more training and we realize that you, there's a lot more that you need to learn. And this is the journey of dentistry. You, as you 
as you practice every day, you're learning something different. Dentistry has changed. There's a lot of implant exposure now in GPR programs, a lot of digital dentistry in GPR programs. We never had that back then, the digital dentistry. But the implant exposure we had uh, back in early 2000s, but um, I think that was that was just one specific special thing about that program is that oral surgery um, residents were helping us out and we were learning together. We took a lot of classes together. So it, it was a very lucky situation um, with, with the amount of uh, training that we got there. Well, and what a fantastic opportunity, like you said, side by side with OMS residents, um, you know, in a hospital setting. And you said it was at LSU, so go Tigers. Absolutely. My apologies <laughs> to all the other SEC folks, especially the, the Guardian Dentistry Partners in Alabama. Yes, I know. That's always a tide. I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for that one. I'm going to get a lot of pushback. I'm sure my phone's probably blowing up. It's, it's on Do Not Disturb so it doesn't distract us. <laughs> no, and I think you bring up you know a great point right so the advanced clinical aspects you know the black bone graphs you know being at a level one trauma center an experience that i don't know that a lot of the gpr programs today are really experiencing at, at least from my understanding where there's more of a separation between the specialty of the oms residency and the gpr programs where it's more delineated between the two would you agree with that 100 percent, yes Absolutely. It's very competitive and everybody wants to get the most experience. And there is a, uh, some programs clearly define the boundaries for uh, GPR residents versus perio residents or um, OMS residents. Yeah, absolutely. But that experience, like you said, you don't know what you don't know. And this is an experience that that I've seen and witnessed that you've been able to bring that experience into the Guardian Dentistry Partners family. And, and that is something that as you be able to share and expose and educate um, with it. And that's really been the explosive growth. You know, I, I was introduced to your group a number of years ago uh, with, you know, an implant manufacturer I was working with. Yes. Um, and it, I, at the time, I believe believe if I'm not mistaken, the group was, was it less than 50 practices at that time that it was oh, affiliated yes. with? Yeah. And now it's over a hundred. That's amazing. And we just spoke, I think we spoke at the beginning of this calendar year. So at the beginning of 2022, we spoke and I think it was 78 and now Correct. you're over a hundred. So this explosive growth is really exciting to see with a group. And so tell me a little bit about, I'll, I'll let you give a little plug here, right? So I, I want to hear from your perspective what is the unique offering of Guardian Dental that's different from other emerging group practices? So what you know what we call the mid-market or the emerging group practices, what's different about your group from your perspective? You're the clinical director, right? So, so there's the administrative side and all that. I want to hear from your perspective, though, clinically, what it is that you're offering that's attracting so many to say, yes, sign me up with your group compared to, and I won't mention the other names. There's a lot of them out there. So tell me what, from your perspective, that's saying yes. I, I, I will start by giving you a small little background on how we evolved to this um, secret sauce that we came up with uh, for sure. GDP. So um, I started in a group practice um, in Virginia Beach, and that thought I'll be there for a year or two just to learn how general practice works. Ended up spending seven years there. 
And then that's a lot different than Vienna. Yeah, <laughs> I'm familiar exactly. with both areas very well. Very different. Than For those of you who don't know, is. Vienna is just outside of Washington D.C. It's just over the river. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's very different in demographics and patient base and the way the practice was. But it was a great learning experience. I learned a lot about the business of dentistry from my mentor, who is still my mentor till this day. And then um, starting, you know, a private practice. On your own, uh, whether you know you're starting it from scratch. In my situation, it was an acquisition. It was a dentist retiring. I acquired his practice, implemented everything I learned from that group practice, from my residency, from you know the whole educational um, journey that I had. And it's a whole different set of challenges. And then after that, I grew that practice into more practices. What attracted me to Guardian was um, the individuality, basically. At GDP, at Guardian Dentistry Partners, we want to partner with like-minded dentists, dental entrepreneurs, doctors who want, um, have built something very special and have joined us so they can grow uh, what they've built already. Um, having said that, Guardian respects the culture and the individuality and the autonomy of these doctors and these partners. So we're not in to tell them, you know, what to do and what not to do. We're in to help support their own um, strategy and their own um, culture and their own group and grow it. But also, as we are helping the partners, uh, we want to make sure that their associate doctors are growing. I left the group that I was in because I couldn't become a partner. I was not allowed to become a partner. This was the, the ceiling. And had I been offered partnership in that group practice, I would have probably been there till now because I loved working there. So one of the things that we added at GDP was we want doctors who are coming, associate doctors who are joining our partners or joining Guardian Dentistry uh, to come in thinking about uh, Guardian as a career, not just a job. We show them the path to how to grow. You come in fresh out of residency, fresh out of school, fresh out of, you know, a few years of experience, we will do something called the grow model for you. We will basically customize a growth plan for you. You tell us what you want to accomplish year one, year three, year five, and we will get you there. And we will take you all the way if you aspire to become a partner, to make you a partner in that location or a few locations you're in or the region that you're in. So I think that's how Guardian Dentistry is different because we want doctors to come to Guardian and feel that they're growing, they're learning, somebody's there to help them, mentor them, and take them to all the way to partnership and beyond if they want to. Some doctors aspire to become uh, you know, great clinicians, great business people, and also leaders. And we have all these paths um, available in, at Guardian. So all the doctors need to do is to just tell us what they want, and we will basically help them and hold their hands to grow and get to wherever they want to go. And that's, I think, one of our secret sauces um, as to why we have a lot of retention um, across the board in all regions with all partners. Uh, and there's the doctors really have stayed with us, believed in our mission and our vision and in our partners and have seen the stories and the progress of other partners or other doctors who were ahead of them and what they've accomplished and they aspire to be like them. 
Yeah. And you hit the nail on the head before you even use the word. And I think you shared, you know, with our audience twice path, you know, sharing with your associate doctors and those coming into the group, a path, because if, if those joining can see a path forward and are able to share their own personal vision, and then the organization can help them to actualize it. That really is a formula. The secret sauce, as you talk about, but a formula for the individuals coming in that have the entrepreneurial spirit, uh, need the support and guidance and mentorship from those who have gone before them, right? Because there's nothing like modeling behavior. Exactly. You can model behavior. It's perfect. And you mentioned it even in your circumstance. Had there been an opportunity uh, in your original circumstance to be able to aspire to where you wanted to be, you may have been there uh, all along and not moved to Vienna, which I, I love Vienna, Virginia. It's one of my favorites. I do too, actually. It's kind of between Tyson's um, Corner and Arlington. So it's exactly. kind of between the two. If I'm not mistaken, do I have my yeah, geography Absolutely right? correct. It was the mid-90s. I lived there for Spot three on. years. So, But that was it was a while ago. Yes. So yeah, probably just before you got to, uh, to your LSU days yes. uh, there for your uh, your GPR program. So yeah, I think that's fantastic. And it really is it not just the secret sauce, but it really is a great formula for those coming in. So thank you for sharing that. So I want to turn a little bit to, so that's the past, uh, the present. Uh, and I like to talk about the future and where you see the future of dentistry going. I, I think you hinted at it a little bit. I don't want to put words in your mouth, yeah. but you were talking about digital dentistry and how it's being used, implemented, um, you know, it, there's so much equipment and trying to keep up with, right? Anything in dentistry, you know, you adopt it and six months later, it seems to be outdated and you have to update. So tell me a little bit about where you see the future of dentistry going as it's evolved to where it is today. And then give us a peek around the corner from your perspective, you know, which is a tremendous amount of expertise. Um, uh- the future of dentistry is bright. I think this the, we're living the golden years in dentistry. Um, compared to where we were 20 years ago and where we are today, it's unbelievable. Whether it's the technology or the way dentistry has evolved or the, the knowledge that um, doctors have coming out of school now or doctors who are practicing, um, the access to information, the access to technology is... Um, is unbelievable. We 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 never we never thought we will be you know we'll use AI to inpatient diagnosis, artificial intelligence. We have that right around our fingertips right now. We can implement um, these systems within sixty days and see the results. So between digital dentistry and how you can scan your patients, treatment plan the cases, um, see the end result before you even start and work your case backwards and share that to educate your patients and your team. That's a huge aspect of dentistry. Artificial intelligence is huge. And this is the future of dentistry using you know uh, machine learning and all the data that we already have in our practice management softwares uh, whether it's Dentrix, Eaglesoft, whatever that practice management software, you extract the data and you give it um, to um, artificial intelligence to send you to clear the clean up the data, clear it, and send you the juice that you can use in your day to day practice, telling you, hey, you had four thousand patients show up in your practice over the past few months, and you've diagnosed twenty eight hundred, but there were borderline, you know, period disease that you missed or your team missed. 
take a look at that. This is the patient that came at that on that day. And maybe when they come in next time, you can take a deeper look or share that the findings with your hygienist or your team or in your morning huddle. That that type of information and that type of analysis is just epic. Uh, we we onboarded and we're piloting right now artificial intelligence in our offices. And I anticipate that we're going to have all offices uh, um, using artificial intelligence to help in diagnosis and assisting our team members to be the best clinicians they could they could be. Um, doctors, hygienists, and you know the whole team. So AI is a second huge um, um, evolution in dentistry. Um, just the evolution in materials and you know bone grafting materials, um, technology when it comes to using specific implants, specific um, materials that we use to give us the best, the most predictable results. It's unmatched. Uh, a huge thing in dentistry right now is the opportunities in learning. I mean, look at our podcast. As you're driving from work or coming back from work or, you know, going to your next meeting or, you know, in between patients, you're taking 30, 45 minutes and listening to somebody's, you know, conversation and learning something from it. So thanks to you, Greg, for doing that. I mean, this is a huge service that you're doing to all of us. I wish I had podcasts like yours uh, when I was commuting in my residency to go do um you know, the two hour drives for the clinic, uh, you know, every other week. But this was really, this is, this is part of our technology and how we use it and how we can benefit from it. Yeah. And, you know, just the excitement that comes in the energy that comes from you sharing about the future of dentistry. And I, I couldn't agree more about it, right? It, the artificial intelligence, which is just amazing the the changes and the growth is exponential yeah you know we we see it in digital dentistry but now with the artificial intelligence and i ask people to try to take a peek around the corner and it, it's almost impossible because who could have seen you know some of the applications that are coming over into dentistry from other industries other fields it, it really is exciting and i loved how you pinpointed that most of the data is already there. Yep. It's a matter of maximizing your existing tools, optimizing them, and creating efficiencies from them. That's what I love because it it in the day and age we're in, it's not so much of can I get information, it's how do I decipher the information exactly. to optimize and create the efficiencies and practices for our team members and for ourselves. And whether you're on the manufacturing side, because there's quite a few, uh, quite a large percentage of my listening population that are from the manufacturing side and the business side, but also in the clinical side, you know, for both aspects, I think it's great. All right, Dr. Barrett, this is the part, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to some of my podcasts, but this is the section of my podcast that everybody gets uh, exposed to and it's called what the sleuth is going on so three questions rapid fire i want your first impression to them okay you ready do you want quick short answers your choice you'll you'll you'll, you'll pick it Let's up pretty do it. quick no worries all right so question number one yes what's the worst bad breath experience you've ever encountered <laughs> <laughs> i was doing an internship after i finished uh, my degree and um I remember the patient. I remember his face. I remember the day I opened, you know, he opened his mouth and I looked at his mouth and poor guy. He was, um, he had bridges of calculus. I couldn't see his teeth. The minute he opened his mouth, I was, I had my mask on, but 
this one second is engraved in my memory and I will never forget it. And you think dentists, we've seen it all, we've done it all. Never seen something like this in my 24 years. <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> never. I always get the best stories. I remember him. <laughs> I remember the day. I remember how he looked at me, how I looked at his teeth, and how I um, just took a deep breath after that. <laughs> right. And tried not to react, yep. right? Tried to stay as professional as possible. I love it. All right. Question number two. Okay. If you could change one thing about your smile, what would it be? You know, I just finished Invisalign <laughs> because I didn't like <laughs> I didn't like my centrals and I wanted to fix that. No, the one thing I would change about my smile is um, definitely um, reduce the wear. I grind. I realize that I grind my teeth a lot. So the one thing I would do, and I think I should do, is wear um, a day guard. Um, especially when I'm, you know, feeling it that I have to, I have to put something in there. I do clench my teeth quite a bit. And so you're a fellow Bruxer. I am a fellow Bruxer. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Join the club. Yeah, I do. I wear a night guard because I as well, uh, went through clear aligner therapy a number of years ago. Uh, and I faithfully wear my, my night guard and it's actually uh, a a breathing apparatus apparatus as well to avoid wearing the sleep apnea because I I could, I couldn't do that. I tried that a number. I couldn't do that. So the dental device that helps to bring the lower jaw forward and open up the air pathway. I've been that for a number of years. So Dual purpose. Yes. Right? Efficiency. It's about efficiency. 100%. Right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Question number three. If you could go back and be the inventor of any dental product, which one would you choose and why? So I have a big one and a small one. The, the, can I name products? or? Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. I'll allow it. Uh, <laughs> maybe we maybe we get some sponsorship. Yeah. It hurts. <laughs> so two things. Ted, my producer, we need to work on that. We're, we're going to get some plugs here. <laughs> I like you as a guest. We might have you back. <laughs> so the one thing I... Actually, three things. The one thing that I always thought uh, is sometimes just an inconvenience is when you cement crowns and you get cement stuck between the teeth. And the day I, I was introduced to the Dental Easy, which is a small little saw that basically breaks through the contact to release that little small, you know, uh, piece of cement stuck in between the teeth. And I was like, why didn't I think about that? This is so <laughs> convenient, quick and easy. Anybody could do this. Why didn't I think about that? That is such, and I use it every time, not every time, but I use it a lot when I, um, when I do my restorative work. It's very convenient, very easy to use, and it's just a genius idea, very simple, and it comes very handy to everybody's hand. That, um, contact easy is the one thing I'm like, why didn't I invent that? The second big one, of course, is if I had to um, do it all over again, I think um, using technology like artificial intelligence is just unbelievable. I wish I had um, friends who are uh, MIT grads uh, that can do that, but I'm glad somebody did it. It's something that um, that really is impacting and will impact the industry big time. The last thing is a handpiece that doesn't produce any. If we can have um, jet planes with zero sound, soundproof, basically that these steel, you know, planes with no sound. <laughs> why can't we do a silent handpiece? Oh, that sound. Beep! 
yeah. this is the one thing that will change the industry. I, I try to work with uh, some mechanical engineers or by, by me- medical engineers uh, on doing that, and we couldn't find a solution. But this is the one thing that um, I would leave everything I'm doing and um, help develop that because patients would truly appreciate it. Well, I have to, right? That's the anxiety most patients, I would think. 100%. 100%. I mean, I've been in the industry 16 years, and I can still tell you when I go to see my dentist and I'm sitting out in the lobby waiting to be seen for my hygiene appointment, when I hear that high speed handpiece yes. going, what is it, 40,000 40, RPM? The pitch. Is that what it is? Oh, way more. Oh, yeah, it's that, crazy. Oh, it is. Oh, it is the one thing that will put the chills down the back of my spine. Uh-huh. Anything else, it doesn't bother me in the in the dental practice. And, and I've done, I've been, I've been a part of over what five, six hundred full arch surgeries. Yeah, right. That that was a big part of what I did yeah. for a long time for a major implant manufacturer. But I, I gotta tell you, that is the one thing. It is. It is that will. Okay. It, well, it will impact we, the industry big time. We we need to we need to work on that. I think we we can partner together and work. But you know what? That's why we have sedation dentistry. So the patients are out; they don't hear it. So for those who are very nervous and can't um, experience that, it traumatizes them. That's when we offer sedation. It's it's about solutions. That's one of the most important thing is finding solutions to challenges in the industry. Well, as we're wrapping up here, we literally just have another moment or two. I I just I want to open it up and give you an opportunity. If you were to you know share one or two pieces of wisdom with, um, there's a a proportion of our students. Uh, okay. Dental students, you know, they're they're in dental school, whether they're first year or fourth year. Um, if there's if you were back in dental school and you were talking to yourself, right, giving yourself advice back in dental school, what's one thing or you know, well, what's one thing? I'll only give you one thing because y- you you bogarted three things when I said what's the one yeah. product. So I'm gonna come and hold you to yeah. one here. So what's what's the one piece of advice you would give yourself uh, now that you've been you have the experience you have in the industry what's the one piece of sage advice you'd give yourself um if you were back in dental school um i think the one thing is you know we all graduate dental school with quite a bit of debt and we want to start our life we think the path is to become an associate own a practice and then see how it goes from there I think what how the, the DSO industry has evolved and the models have changed drastically over the past seven to ten years. The the golden opportunities are um, becoming more accessible and offered to fresh grads to basically join a group, have mentorship, get the experience, get the learning, um, have that exposure that never existed twenty years ago, um, and be there for a career and make a lot of money, pay off all your debt, learn a lot, be the best dentist you could be, and become a partner, become an entrepreneur, become whoever you want to become uh, without having to go through the whole loop um, that we all did go through back in the days by becoming an associate, opening your own practice, struggling with the business. There is a different model that's very successful right now that would save you a lot of time um, and get you to the same destination more efficiently, quicker, faster, and a lot more comfortably with a work-life balance. 
I so appreciate that. And I'm sure our listening audience does as well. So thank you so much, Dr. Barakat, sharing with us the past, present, and future of dentistry. Thank you so much, Greg. Appreciate your time. Yeah, it's been great having some time with you. And I will have you back on because I've got some follow-up questions, and I'm sure our audience will too, and interact on social media um, as they start Uh, listening to the podcast episode. Thanks so much. We'd love to. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Tooth Sleuth Podcast. If you are a dentist and interested in learning more on how to grow your business, reach out to our show at toothsleuth2021 at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or hanging out on your nearest street corner where there seems to be a dental practice everywhere you look. Signing off for now, I'm Greg Essenmacher. I thank you for your time and the pleasure of your company. And remember to keep smiling. This podcast was produced by T-Door Productions. Theme song written by The Whole Other.